This is a CTE podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Witt. With me, as always, Mr. Sawyer Evans. What's up, man? Not much, man. Just sitting here ready to talk about some running backs at 11 o'clock at night. Mm, you know I love me some running backs at any time. Bro, I feel like it's been like a while since we've been just me and you. We've had a bunch of guests on the podcast on the podcast lately, so it's good to be back. It is good. Well, man, you know how we like to start it. What is a uh, what's a question you got for us to to start the episode? All right, big question, lots of thoughts. It's going to take a lot. Who's your favorite current NFL head coach? Like your guy? It's an easy decision, man. I am heavily influenced by Hard Knocks, but give me all that Dan Campbell. I I freaking love Dan Campbell. I I, th- I don't know if it's like I feel like a lot of coaches. There's this wave of coaches nowadays. It's like much more like just study type guys, like didn't really play the game. And then you've got Dan Campbell, who's just like a beast of a man in his 50s, just yelling at people. I I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of him as well. But gosh, man, you can't not love Mike Tomlin. Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. We talked about this the other day. I can't – maybe – was that with Brandon? We were talking about how Mike Tomlin's like top five. I believe it was Brandon. Yeah, I I definitely love Mike Tomlin. He's just he's a player's coach. He's classy, but I've been on a big Dan Campbell kick for like the last six months. Oh, I'm so. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think we get like one or two more episodes into Hard Knocks. Like I'm I'm fully there. Mm. Did you watch this week's? This week's? Yeah. Was this episode two? Three. Oh, then I've not watched it. Three came on Tuesday, man. I like I watched all the preseason games except for the Lions game solely so like the episode wouldn't be spoiled and i'm it goes to the last play like the game is down to the last play and so it was it's good man i have really been enjoying this season Hmm. no i've not i've not watched it yet you need to go give it a watch it's a good one so we're talking about rbs like you mentioned earlier uh we've been tearing up the position groups we took a break last pod to talk to luke which is a great time but we're going to kick back with the art running backs. Um, we've been breaking down the tiers live on the show, but just for today, since we've got like 40 guys we're talking about, we mm-hmm. went ahead ahead of time and broke down these tiers. We're going to do the same thing with wide receivers just because we want to make sure that we can get through all these names without um, taking up two hours in the podcast. So that's what we're going to be doing today. Um, before that, man, any news you want to talk about? Preseason's going on. Baker Mayfield looks great. Anything big you wanted to kind of talk about before we get into the running backs? Hmm. Is there anything big I want to talk about? Well, college football starts tomorrow. That's pretty big. It's insane. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's get into this real quick. Get into it. Let's make it quick, and we'll do a full episode on our college football preview. Potentially. It might be like an after week one preview. We'll, we'll get around sure. to it. We'll get it. Way too early. Playoff prediction. Real quick, let's hear it. I'll tell you mine first. No order. Alabama, Ohio State, and this one's going to be hot, but Oklahoma's still really good, and Brent Venables is that guy, and they've needed a defense. Watch them sneak in. And then my fourth is iffy. I want to say Utah, but those teams always choke over in the Pac-12. But I'm just going to say Utah for now. When we when we get back into it after week one or around that time, I'll give you my official. But I got a good feeling about Oklahoma, man. Yeah, I like Oklahoma. I think I'm definitely going to keep Bama and Ohio State. I think Clemson gets back in this year. I think they're probably just going to tear up the ACC because yeah. it's the ACC. And – the, I mean, I'm a Clemson fan, but still, the playoff just loves Clemson. And so I think if they bring back, I think DJ could be better. Um, the defense is going to be more whole this year. I could definitely see them. But if Clemson goes, I mean, has less than two losses, I think they get in. Yeah. Um, I don't know for the fourth, man. I'll have to think about it more. I Part of me wants to just feel like two SEC schools will get in because the way it's been lately, like it's just been really obvious that two SEC schools deserve to get in. Yeah. I like the Utah. Um, obviously, it hurts Venables not being a Clemson anymore, but 
I want him to do well. So I would I would not be against that at all. You don't think Carolina's going to slide in there with old Rattler? No, I don't. The rattlesnake? I think we have a ceiling of 10 wins and a floor of five. It's just one of those years where if the ball rolls our way, it could be really good. If it doesn't, it's going to be another mid-year. But who knows? We'll see. We'll see, man. Spencil. Spencil, do something for you. Anything else? Did you watch Damian Pierce last night? Yeah, he looked good. We'll talk about him in a minute. I know we were talking about him earlier. I I think he's got that job. It's going to be fun to see. What else has been big? Any other uh, preseason guys you've been enjoying watching? Any other big news? I didn't watch any preseason this week. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. Not a bit. I watched the Panthers tonight, but I didn't watch a ton last week. I feel like I turned on most games, but didn't follow it too crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm just ready. It's like big draft season. Um, I'm also at the point right now where I'm like, preseason's cool and all, but we're so close to the season now where it's just it's not scratching that itch for me anymore. And I've just I've just been kind of not watching football in preparation of not stopping watching football. Yeah, I need the real I need the real stuff. What is the uh, what's the first game for college football? Uh, there's a bunch of games tomorrow, um, but I'd say the highlight is probably Northwestern and Nebraska. They're playing in Ireland tomorrow at 12:30. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, and then let's see, let's see, Vanderbilt and Hawaii play. But the next Thursday night, a lot of teams kick off with one of my favorite robberies, the backyard brawl, Pitt and West Virginia. It's back. Oh yeah. Next Thursday night. That's gonna be good. What time is that game? This is seven. I feel like or something like that. An ad. Yeah, you go watch the backyard brawl. Yeah, sponsored by the CTE podcast. The whole game is sponsored by us. The entire thing. We're actually Anyways, calling the game. You know what is sponsored by us? This what running is? back tier list. Mm. So let's get into it. Huh? Let's tear it up. All right, so we're going to start with the F tier. As always, you're going S at the top, A, B, C, D, F. Uh, but just for simplicity, we want to build the tension, build the drama. So we're going to start with the F tier. So. <laughs> Saul, you want to uh, lead us off? Who do we have in the F tier? Antonio Gibson, because of punt team, punt team guy, big punt guy. Tyler Algier, I think he's all right, but no, that offense is going to be not run heavy. And then James Robinson, all because of one guy, and that is Travis Etienne. Mm. What do we think about these guys? Yeah, and I just want to say, like, too, as we're thinking through this, we try to do all 32 starters and then mix in any guys that we feel like we're going to get a lot of playing time. Um, these are just guys that I don't feel good. Like, I'm not owning any of these guys. And I like Antonio Gibson. That's the one that really sticks out. Yeah. Like, he's been a great uh, running back. He's been super inconsistent. He's fumbled. And he's not just doing punts. He's doing kickoffs. And I cannot think for the life of me of a running back it's gotten substantial like running back plans on that's also catching kickoffs. Right. This isn't Madden. Um, that just doesn't happen. And so that's probably not great considering also Brian Robinson's been going crazy. But um, yeah, I feel like these are, like you said, James Robinson, he's all right. Bad injury late in the season. So I'm not, I don't think he starts the season healthy, even though they don't have him on the pup or anything. And then Tyler Algiers a rookie. I think Cordero is going to have most of those reps. Yeah. Um, Anything really stick out to you from these guys? No, and that's why they're an F tier. Yeah, these are these are the bottom of the barrel as far as starters go. But all right, D tier. I'll run through these names real quick. Stop me if you've got anything. We got mm-hmm. James Cook, Cordero Patterson, Brian Robinson, Miles Sanders, some weird combination of Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. Michael Carter, Josh Jacobs, and then Clyde Edwards Hilaire to round out the tier hmm. hmm. any of those names stick out to you uh all of them honestly hmm. but Everyone we'll into james cook i think he's great i think he's better than devin singletary but not yet um he's gonna have to get a little bit more polished but he's gonna get playing time we i mean I'm, I'm excited to see him play i'm excited to see him work his way up to c tier but i can't just by putting them there just yet but i think he will be very good yeah, and I think he's one of those guys we talked about a little bit. I don't know how to – like, we're trying to do this not just as, like, fantasy football, not just as, like, dynasty or, like, their careers. Really just, like, 
what kind of year are they going to have? 2022, mm-hmm. in their situation, how are they going to perform? I like James Cook a lot. Um, definitely unreal receiver. Probably going to get some slot reps. Who knows? But as far as like this year, I don't think he surpasses um, Singletary as like the lead back or anything. No. I think he's going to be much more like a third down guy. And so, yeah, I agree with you. That's why I've got him at D. Heck of a talent. We'll see. Yeah, Cordell Patterson. Honestly, similar situation, I guess, like use-wise as James Cook, but going to get used a lot more. Um, he's going to be big in the receiving game, just like he was last year. Um, whoever's playing quarterback, whether it's Mariota or Ritter, however that works out, it's going to be Mariota at first, but who knows. They're going to have to rely on him, but I just, gosh, I just don't like that running back room in Atlanta at all. I don't like that offense in Atlanta. I mean, it's it's not going to be good. Um, the line is not going to be good enough to actually sustain like a solid run offense. I think Cordero again, like these are some guys, both of them, they're not going to be getting all the reps, um, but they are going to get receptions. And so it's like, how do we really like rank receiving talent? Mm-hmm. It's definitely part of the game, but yeah, these aren't your like in between the tackles, like three down backs. Yeah. Brian Robinson. More of an upside guy. He's killed it in the preseason. He looks like he's kind of secured that number one job. But I think just the kind of like the the amount of question marks that's around him, we don't know what that offense is going to look like. It's probably not going to be great. It's probably going to be pretty bad. Now. But, yeah, I mean, like I don't see that being a very like high-scoring offense. Mm-hmm. And so I'll put him in D. What else we got? Miles Sanders. Talent-wise, a guy I love. But – my goodness, they don't trust him. They never will. Um, gosh, he's just—he's not the guy. I mean, yeah. it, maybe he would. Maybe it would be different if he was on a different team. You know, change the scenery. But he's in Philly right now, and they don't trust him. So I can't trust him anywhere else in D tier. So yeah, I mean, I, he's a good running back. I I think he's going to score more touchdowns than he did last year, but. They don't trust him. I think we've talked about Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is probably going to air the football out more. So that's going to be less touches for him. And that mm-hmm. running back room is just so loaded. I think yeah. Kenny Galladay, not Kenny Galladay, goodness gracious. Kenneth Kenny, Gainwell. Yeah. I think Gainwell is probably going to overtake him this year or next year just because he flashes a rookie. I think they like him a lot. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to get out of Miles Sanders resigning. Um, but I mean, Boston Scott's still hanging around. Is Jordan Howard still on the team? I have no idea, to be honest with you. I don't know either. But Boston's guy's definitely still hanging around, too. And so I just don't know what that backfield's going to look like. So that's why we'll put it there. Um, I fully expect Jalen Hurts to be their lead rusher. Hmm. I like it. I like it. Uh, Harris, Damien Harris, and Ramondre Stevenson. What a combo, huh? Yeah, these are one of those guys that we, we've got a few on the list where they're, they're just kind of combination backfields. We don't know what it's going to shake out to. In reality, one of these guys is probably going to be C-tier, and the other is probably going to be D-tier. Yeah. But for the sake of just simplicity, um, I'm a big Ramondre Stevenson guy. He's a big back with soft hands. I like that a lot. I think he could end up being their pass-catching running back um, since James White retired, but I think Damian Harris, they're going to try to get him out the door. They already said that they're looking at trades for him. He's probably not going to be there next year. And so this is a case like a couple guys on this list that we've talked about. I think it's going to be more of a transition year where as much as they can get the ball into Stevenson's hands, they're going to do that. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Michael Carter, I don't know how much we have to talk about Michael Carter. He... Carter's a good back, and he's kind of getting like a, a rough go of things, but... In my opinion, Brees Hall is literally better than in every single way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to start the year, maybe starting, but Brees will take that load. It, honestly, it could be similar to Melvin Gordon last year. He's going to get some workload, but I think slowly, 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 Brees is going to chip away. No, I agree. Uh, what about Josh Jacobs and Clyde? Gosh, just guys that you want to do so much more than they just don't. Um, obviously, I'm not a fan of either of these players because of the teams they're on. But, gosh, Josh Jacobs has had a good career. But, I mean, it's just nothing flashy, nothing really – I don't know. It's just kind of boring to watch. And I think for the role they have him in, I think there's other people that could do this just as well. And, you know, Zamir White, 
somebody that is not on our list. I think he'd be D tier too if we had him on here. And Claude could see a lot more from him this year. Um, but will we? I don't trust it yet. So right now these guys are D tier for me. Yeah, I'm I'm more in on Claude than I ever have been, just because his like he has this reputation of just being bottom of the barrel, like he's not even gonna start. There's rumors of cutting Ronald Jones. I think CEH is gonna be their first like first drink guy. And so that offense is just such a question mark that he's gotta be D tier. Josh Jacobs, I think Zamir is gonna be their running back at twenty three. And so again, if they can get out of Zamir what they can get out of Josh Jacobs, they're gonna move towards Zamir as soon as they can. Yeah. In my opinion. But that kind of rounds up the D tier. You no, know, we're we're adding Tamir White to top of D tier for now. Okay, I like that. Just until, like you said, one of them's going to go up, one of them's going to stay where yeah. they are, and I think Zamir's going to go up to C. And even like, I mean, if you really want to talk about somebody that could be a sleeper, Amir Abdullah. Yeah, they cut Kenyon Drake. I think Amir Abdullah is going to be way more involved in that backfield than people think. I think they're prepping for next year. It's going to be a Zamir Abdullah hybrid. That'd be high, Loki. But honestly, but uh, this year is going to be it's going to be a transition, so, mm-hmm. similar to what we were talking about with like uh, Damian Harrison or Madre. So we'll see. Going into C tier, um, these are more guys that I like most of these guys. If I'm playing fantasy, I'm happy with most of these guys on the team. Yeah, um, but they're just not really in that top half of the tiers that we're talking about today. So we've got a lot of people in this tier. Um, do you want to go like list them name by name and then we can just pick out guys that we want to talk about? Oh my God. Can I add somebody to this real quick that we forgot for some reason? Ooh, who we forget? Melvin Gordon is a C tier running back. Uh, I think. Maybe. I think he's bottom C tier. He's got to be on here somewhere because he's still going to get reps. Uh, he'd be D for me. Okay. That's fine with me. I mean, I'm happy with that. I love Javante, so sure. Yeah. All right. So C tier, I'll read them off real quick. Elijah Mitchell, J.K. Dobbins, Devin Singletary, Chase Edmonds, Travis Etienne, Tony Pollard, David Montgomery, Damian Pierce, Akers-Henderson hybrid, Penny Walker hybrid, Leonard Fournette, and Brees Hall. Let's start it off with the bottom. I think we got Elijah Mitchell here. Is he the bottom though, or is he is just how it how it worked out? I think it's just kind of how it broke down, but he's That's towards fine. the bottom for me. Um, yeah, my lowest guy is probably going to be David Montgomery out of this list. I know you don't mm-hmm. like that, but he's probably my lowest. Um, Mitchell, it's just health. Like, love yeah. the 49ers offense. You want 49ers running backs. They churned through him, and he had a history of not being healthy last year. And so, mm-hmm. really, it's just kind of like a does he stay on the field? Trey Sermon's getting a lot of hype out of camp, too, which I don't, which buy, it, man. I don't I, buy it either, but yeah, you know. I mean, he could. Um, I think he's been overhyped his whole career, but he was good at Ohio State. Yeah, he I'll was. Die on the hill. He was. So, he yeah, was. Elijah Mitchell, JK, anything you want to say? Uh, similar thing. I think it's just injury risk. And yeah, injury risk. Um, if he stays fully healthy all season and they, you know, are the typical Ravens team. He could be big, but I think they're going to throw a lot this year because um, Lamar's that guy, and they understand that now, finally. So, yeah, I mean, Dobbins could be – he could score in the red zone, you know. I mean, he could have some big gains, but Lamar is going to be a big part of that run game. I mean, you basically Absolutely. you basically have – instead of just, oh, there's a backup running back, it's – no, nah, you got to deal with Lamar taking carries too. Exactly. And I think Lamar's going to throw 30 passes a game this year. So, yeah, at I, least. I like Lamar a ton this year. I love we Lamar. About him. Like, I want Lamar S tier. Um, we got Devin Singletary. He's fine. Like, he's just kind of one of those guys. It's like, eh, like, if I'm playing fantasy, I'll put him in my lineup. I'm not going to be excited. Um, but it's not like a gaping hole. On that Bills offense, again, same thing with Josh Allen that J.K.'s got to worry about. But I think his time is numbered. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I'm at with him. Let's argue a little bit. Chase Edmonds, what do you think about him? I mean, he's the best running back on that team. But 
I've never really been a big Chase Edmonds guy, and I think he's good. I really do. I mean, genuinely, I do. But something about him, I just don't like him. I don't know why. It might just be, you know, everybody has players they just don't like, oh, yeah. and they don't know why. Yeah. He's one of those guys for me. I think it's because I had him in fantasy one time when he was still in Arizona, and I needed him to be big one game, and he fell about three points shy, and I lost that week. And ever since then, I've just wow. despised him. If it was up to me, he'd be an F tier, but C tier is wow. fair. No, that's not genuine. But that's what I'm saying, man. That's a, he's a C tier running back, strong. but barely. I think yeah. he's bottom of C tier. For me, Chase Evans is more towards the top of his tier, um, solely because, and this is, I'm thinking more like he's a value in fantasy right now, so I think that's why I'm kind of high on him. Mike McDaniel wants to run a zone scheme. Chase Evans has a history of being a successful zone scheme running back more than anybody else in that room. And it is super crowded. You got Mostert and Sonny Michelle in there. Uh, Zaquandre White, you know. Um, Love him. <laughs> but I think Chase Evans turned down higher paid deals to be in Mike McDaniel's offense. I think they knew that he was their guy. They wanted to run a zone offense. He knows how to run it. That's what he's going to thrive in. And Miami's going to, I mean, they're going to have to focus on the pass so much for those weapons that they have that I think he'll, they'll open up holes for chasing the run game. So I think Mostert still got some game in him. I like Raheem Mostert, most, Mostert, Mostert. Um, but our, I expect Chase Evans to be an RB2 this year. All right, cool. F. Chase Edmonds. Moving on, Travis Etienne. Uh, I'm a Gamecock fan. I'm going to say this, and if you're a Gamecock fan, you're listening, you get upset. Uh, grow up. He's not at Clemson anymore. As I sit back and I watch him play at Clemson, obviously he was hurt all last year, so there's not much jag highlights, so you have to watch what you have. It's hard to think of a time where I saw a player – Every time I saw him touch the ball, I'm thinking he could go 80 yards. This guy is – he he is unbelievable. Um, I wish he played for anyone else in college. And I, if he did, I'd be the biggest fan of him. But it's still hard for me to pull for the guy, but he is unbelievable. Um I think he'll end up being in B tier. I can't put him there yet just because we saw the Jags offense last year and we didn't see him play. Um, but him and Trevor in the backfield, if they can get it figured out with the rest of the team, it could be it could truly be an unbelievable duo. So ETN C tier for now, but I think he has just as much talent as everybody in B tier. That might be a hot take, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm close. I the biggest thing that worries me. I don't know if Doug Peterson is going to run. I don't think he's going to let one guy be a workhorse. No, no, he's I not. I think he but. likes those committees. I think James Robinson, for some reason, people still say he's the starter. I'm just saying, if ETN they let if they let Etn lose, all the potential in the world, it would be unbelievable. Absolutely, but they yeah, won't. They're not going to. And that's but. what I'm scared. Um, that's why he's in C tier, not B or A, honestly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's probably not going to be a prolific offense. We'll see. Uh-uh. Tony Pollard, we talked about it earlier, probably the best backup in the NFL, unless you count A.J. Dillon as a backup, in my opinion. But he is kind of like – he's almost like a Cordero Patterson, but better. Like, they're saying he's going to play in the slots on this year. Like, that's kind of how I view him. He's mm-hmm. gonna. I think he's going to be more in a hybrid role just because they know they've got to get this guy the ball. Um, and so I like him a lot. That's kind of all there is to say. Also explosive return monster. That's, yeah. All right. Speaking of another backup, uh, Kareem Hunt. Um, I think he should be in C tier. Um, I just think he adds such a big dynamic to that offense. Sure. But, you know, Chubb is clearly the alpha. Um, but Hunt just demands attention. He demands snaps. Um, I really like him as a C-tier guy, and potentially B, but I just think it's hard to – it's really, really difficult to put a backup in B-tier. Yeah, I agree. So I think Hunt is a really, really solid C-tier option. Yeah. 
And you had the offseason drama with him not signing, wanting to yeah, get traded. But that, apparently so. that's healed up. They're going to try to get him work so he can get a job. So I like Hunt in the seats here. He's a weapon. David Montgomery's one that we kind of disagree on. Um, I'm pretty low on David Montgomery. I think that they're going to start getting – I mean, that, that offense is going to be atrocious. Um mm-hmm. And so I think they're going to use Khalil Herbert some. I think David Montgomery is, again, like I think he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be more in a split backfield field than people think he is. Mm. All he's done has been productive, and so I don't want to like hate on him too much. That's why I, that's why I have him in C, just because I think he's really good just in an awful situation. And I, I think he's almost similar to Josh Jacobs. Like both of those guys have yeah. only been productive, but it's just kind of like, eh. Like I, I don't think I've ever owned David Montgomery in fantasy. I've, tr- I've tried to trade for him a couple times, but you know the person was like, "Oh, I'm going to keep him." I was like, "Oh, okay." Like I never really like pursued. You know what Not I mean? A guy, you want to fight for? No. All right, so we talked about him earlier. Preseason warrior, biggest riser, Damian Pierce. Yeah. C tier. Yeah. Say what you want about the Texans' offense; it's going to suck. But is it though? I like Davis Mills. I like Davis. I, like I don't. Davis I think it could. I think it could very well end up being average. Yeah, it if they play be. up to their potential. I mean, I've heard things saying they're going to shock some people, but either we'll way, see. Lovey Smith is very clear. He wants to run the football. Damian Pierce. I don't think anybody's going to argue that he has not earned that position. Yeah, and so I think he's going to be the starter. If not week one, in the first three weeks, he will take over. And yeah. they're trying to run the football, man, that's volume. And for the running back position, that's all you can ask for. And so I liked him a lot at Florida. He was underutilized, but he was at Florida. And when did they use people correctly? So yeah. I like him a lot. I think he could be – I think he's got the potential of being a B or an A-tier guy. If you use him the right way, I'm really big. I think he has all the potential to be a third down back. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go A. But I love B potential for him. Yeah. So, what you think? Let's knock out Acres Henderson. I want to move on from Damian. I'm with you on everything. So Acres Henderson, I don't like either of them, but together I like them. Yeah. It's just it's the offense. Like I think Acres has always been overrated. I think if he was going to be the only guy, then like, sure, maybe he's going to be. I mean, running back 15, somewhere around there. But with Daryl Henderson in there as well, apparently um, Sean McVay is changing his philosophy and wants to run two running backs, more of a, like a committee approach. And so that just kills both their value. And so I think that's yeah. kind of all there is to say. Like I said, separately, nah, together, C-tier, solid C-tier together. Man, tell me what you're thinking about the Seahawks backfield. Rashad Penny is criminally underrated. Um, anytime he's gotten, you know, just his reps, he's been unbelievable. Um, but they drafted Kenneth Walker, Ken Walker, whatever. Um, Walker's going to be out for the first month or so, probably, right? Couple weeks. I don't know, man. Like I don't know what to think about it. Yeah, it's it doesn't matter. He's Hurt probably going to miss a little bit of time. You would think I mean, he has surgery, right? Yeah, but it's a really quick recovery. Yeah. Anyways, I like Rashad Penny more. Too, so <laughs> I did not know that. Anyways, hey, that just means he can't get it during the season. So yeah, we're cool with it. I like this. Yeah, I think man, separately I like they'd be Penny. C's, and together they're also C's, is what I think, because yeah. that offense is going to be really bad. But if either one of these guys secure the backfield, they're RB1s. Yes. Like, easy. Yes. P. Carroll, just like Levy Smith, P. Carroll's going to run the football until they lose, and then he's going to keep running the football. And so if either one of those guys secure the backfield, they're B tier, A tier, running back ones, whatever you want to call it. Leonard Fournette, Fat Lenny. Um, apparently, he's lost some weight, but this whole offense has been prolific the last couple of years, and I mm-hmm. just don't think it's going to be the same way this year. No, just, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm with you there. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not huge on Fournette this year at all. Rashad White, I think, is going to take 
more mm-hmm. of that workload than people think. I think Brady's going to, like, quote-unquote, fall off from what we're used to from Brady. And so I'm just not as big on Leonard Fournette. I'm not quite with you on the Brady thing just because I'll, I will never say he's going to fall off until he actually does it. And, again, like, falling off for Brady is going to be like, oh, he's quarterback 15. Like, yeah. that's more of what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and then finishing up C-tiers, Brees Hall. I, if you listen to this podcast – you know how I feel about Brees Hall. Brees Hall is one of my favorite college running backs that I've ever seen. Um, I think he has all the potential in the world being a top three running back, and I don't take that lightly. Um, this year, we'll see. There's the rumors of, like, you know, Michael Carter's going to start. Um, he's a rookie. They'll try to work him in. But I think by this time next year, we'll be talking about Brees Hall as a top five running back, if not a top three. But hmm. still a rookie in a crowded backfield. I think it could be similar. I was telling – we were talking earlier about, you know, maybe this offense, a running game at least, looks a little similar to Broncos last year where it's kind of like Michael Carter is just around long enough to make you mad that Brees Hall's not getting the touches. Yeah. Yeah. And so we'll see. I think, again, I think that's going to change real quick next year. But for now, Brees Hall is leading our C tier. Absolutely love it. All right. Let's get into the good guys. B tier, who we got? B tier, um, bottom of B tier, somebody I, I really, really love. Um, that's James Conner. This man's going to score a lot of touchdowns this year if he can stay healthy. A lot. TD monster. I mean, Big just TD guy. an absolute just fiend in the red zone. Like when he Big gets in the red zone, guy. he starts foaming at the mouth. He wants to cross that goal line. He's really, really good at it. So I think he's a strong B tier, but I think there's guys above him. But I still think he's. He's not on the brink of it. He's a strong B tier. Everybody in B tier is a strong B tier. All right, Jacob, who's next? Yeah, next we got, again, none of one of these weird combo situations. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. The Packers have lost a ton of targets. Obviously, they lost the best wide receiver in football. And, man, like the few, or the, sorry, the pass is shown when you lose a big receiver the running backs game. Mm-hmm. I think Aaron Jones, of course, we think of pass catching in his game, but AJ Dillon shocks people last year. And so yeah. I think this is one of the situations where personally, I like both these guys. My hot take is that I think AJ Dillon is going to take this job from Aaron Jones by the end of the year. I think it could be more of a 55% um, percent split for AJ Dillon. Um, he's got the thighs for it. That's I'm here for say. it. I'm all here all for it. Say. But both these guys are going to be good. I think Aaron Jones is going to catch more passes, but A.J. Dillon is probably going to be utilized maybe solely in the red zone. Um, We kind of mentioned it earlier. A.J. Dillon, if you consider him a backup, he's the best backup in football, in my opinion. So I'm big on A.J. Dillon. Um, Anything else you want to say about that backfield? Uh, You summed it up, man. A.J. Dillon for the win. For the win. For the win. Next, we got Najee Harris. some of these guys, I mean, I've heard Najee going like top three. And so this might seem like we're a little no low on Najee. Um, uh, I don't know if I can speak for you. I am a little low on Najee if we're talking like, I don't. I think Najee's top 10. I don't think he's top five. Um, yeah. He was just so inefficient last year. He got a ton of targets, but that's been, I think you got Kenny Pickett and Mitch. They're going to be fighting for the job. And I think they're going to be much more, well, Trubisky's going to try to run before he's going to check down. And I think Pickett's got something to prove, and so he's going to try to move it down the field more than Ben was. I don't think he gets near the targets. He led the league in targets last year for running backs, so I just yeah. I don't see him doing that uh, this year. I mean, I love Najee Harris. He's monster of a receiver. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he's going to repeat what he did last year. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you for sure. DeAndre Swift. A guy that I think has all the potential in the world, but at the end of the day, he's playing on the Detroit Lions offense. And that, to me, that's a killer. Um, It really is. I think that offense is going to get better. I really do. I think it's going to get better. But from what we've seen so far and from what, honestly, we can expect, that offense is going to keep him in B tier. Hey, man. I want the Lions to do well. I do too, more than anything. Let them roll. Well, the Broncos. But. Yeah. That was a weirdly long sound effect. 
Yeah, it was. I didn't like how long that lasted. Well, I like Swift lasted. again. He's a monster receiver. Um, I want the Lions offense to be way better. I'm I'm a closet Lions fan, so who knows? Maybe they'll be good and I can be more open about it. But that's good. Uh, Zeke coming up next in B tier. Say what you want about Zeke. All he does is produce. He was injured all last year. I think he's going to bounce back in a big way. I love the Cowboys offense. Like, fantasy speaking, Cowboys offense is one thing. I want every part of that offense this mm-hmm. year. Every single part. I think Dak's going to come back big. I think Zeke is going to – like, I love Pollard, but Zeke is still – he's the workhorse in that backfield. Yeah. And so, I think he's still going to produce. And be so underrated, player. which is Absolutely. crazy that I'm saying that. Like, I don't so either. many people are hating on him right now, and he's – He's still a good running back. Yeah, he's so good. But you know who's better? Joe Mixon and Alvin Kamara. Man, all right. I have been one of those guys. I held Joe Mixon on my team for literally years, saying he was going to do it. Finally, last year, it paid off. He did it. He is one of the, he's not crazy efficient, like similar to Najee, but on that offense, you got to have him in B tier. He was running back three, I believe, last year, or running back five. Top five running back, whatever he was. Um, he can catch. He can run the swim tackles. He can do really whatever you need him to do. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to only get better as that offense grows. Yeah, I love Joe Mixon. All right, finishing up B tier, we have Alvin Kamara. Um, obviously, Kamara had some legal trouble. Looks like trouble. Looks like that's not going to come through this year. He probably will get a suspension, but it's looking like that's going to be 2023 because the yeah. court drama has not really – it's been super slow. So what do you think about Kamara this year? Thinking about him mainly like he's just assuming he will not be suspended. Yeah, I mean, he's one of those guys. Um, he could be RB15 or he could be RB1. Um, I just – I had him in A tier, but I was perfectly okay putting him in B. You know, we kind of agreed on this before. Um, Again, top of B tier. Yeah. Oh, like, I mean, could easily be swayed in A. But I just think all these other guys are better running backs than him. Um, And that's what it comes down to. I love Alvin Kamara. I think if he has the right season, he could end up in S tier. S tier. If he has the right season. But I just, I think. You know, Christmas Day, Alvin Kamara, those days are past us. So, the big six-touchdown game, like, you're just not yeah. going to see that again. Absolutely. And I was looking up trying to find out um, how old he was. He's like 27 or 28, yeah, right? that's what I thought. He's 27. Yeah. And so, he's getting older, um, mainly a receiving threat. That offense is not going to be good. That's the biggest thing that kind of makes it tough for me, but – I definitely like Kamara. I think he belongs at least in B tier. And I think he's still going to produce this year, even if those years are numbered. But, yep. all right, the last seven guys are guys that we absolutely – eight guys, sorry. Guys that we absolutely love. So, start in A tier. Um, let's just break down from this point on. Let's just go one by one. So, yeah. starting off A tier, Saquon Barkley, the man that I have a just – I don't even know the word. I can't even put it into words. I have an irrational love for Saquon Barkley. Obsession. Let's go with it's that. It's borderline obsession. I'll say obsession. And that's how I feel about our next guy. We'll get there. Man, man the Giants, they suck. Brian Dable's going to turn him around. Saquon's looked great in preseason. I think he's finally healthy. Man, it would. I want rookie Saquon back. And so, Dude, I, w- I would cry I would if I saw him have a season like that. It would literally get me emotional because – Oh, I love him as a person I'll too. I'll shut it to Saquon. For him to have rookie Saquon back, that would make me feel so good inside. I need to bounce back. I think I think it's very very possible. If he can stay healthy, why not? I want. Mm. All right, that's it. Saquon. Saquon. I'm going to introduce this next one. As you know, I'm a Broncos fan, and if you, this guy was an RB2 last year, debatably, but if you watched this guy play, you know that he is better than everyone else we have talked about already. Javante Williams is an absolute monster. Breaking tackles, hurdling people, receiving, running between the tackles, 
everything. He can do it all. Melvin Gordon, somebody who you would not expect to say something like this, said they want Javante to be the guy. He's going to be the guy. He signed with the Broncos, but it doesn't matter. Javante is going to be the guy. He's unbelievable. Who knows? Who knows what he's going to end up doing? I think he's going to be amazing. Lots of touchdowns. Yeah, man, he's going to be crazy. I uh, big Javante fan. Give me all the linebackers, turn running backs. He like seeks out contact. He can catch. He can run between tackles. He is a absolutely total package. What a second round steal from Denver. All right, next up we got Austin Eckler. What do you think about Austin Eckler? Uh, I'm a Broncos fan, so it hurts me to say this, but he's unbelievable. Um, One of the best receiving running backs I've ever seen. Just impossible to really have a game plan for him. He can do it all. He can run, too. I mean, he's just – he's fantastic. He really is. He's like prom Alvin Kamara, but he's he's, he's still there, I think. It's really similar. What do you think, Jacob? Yeah, um, I don't think they want to use him like he did last year. It shocked me that he just got the running work that he did last year because he's typically yeah. been more of a reception guy. We've talked about the Chargers offense. We are all in on the Chargers offense this year, but we'll see, man. Um, I think that he'll still be an RB1. I think that he will – they're looking for a third-down guy um, or a three-down guy. Sorry, they kind of – back it up. They're, they want a first and second down guy that can kind of be a grind mm-hmm. in between the tackles because I think they want Eckler to stay as healthy as long as possible. And so I think he could be a little bit of a bust just based on people are expecting to, for him to do what he did last year. He got like double-digit rush, rushing touchdowns, which is not something that Austin Eckler usually does. But still, he's a weapon, um, extremely hard to defend just because of what he brings to the receiving game. And so he's easily a tier for me. Love it. Who we got next? Dalvin Cook. Uh, if this guy could stay healthy for a full season, there's honestly no telling what we could get from him if we had 17 games of Dalvin Cook. Um, and I think they're going to unleash him even more this year. He changed his number back to four. I mean, it's it's going to be fun to watch. I'm really excited about Dalvin Cook this year. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, uh, I think a lot of people have said that they're going to like actually unleash that offense. So I'm excited to see just what all those guys can do. Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson, Dalvin Cook. Um, I don't – I mean, I think he might have – that's a loaded, like, running back room now, but he's so, like, far and away the best running back there. That oh, yeah. He's going he's gonna to explode. I don't know if there's even much we have to say about him just because he's done it. Love it. Love it. Same with the next guy. Nick Chubb. We, we debated putting him in S-tier, but there's just this – you know, there's this thing called Kareem Hunt, just holding him by the ankle. Um, God, Nick Chubb's just – when it, com- it comes to pure runner, I mean, it's Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb. Um, and he, he's just – be he's unbelievable. But these next three guys we're going to talk about are just on a different level. Um, but I think if Chubb had his own backfield, he'd be S here, but he doesn't, and that's the reality. Yeah. Yeah, I fully agree. I mean, if you're talking about – apparently he's like a dark horse for MVP this year. Yeah, in like the betting world, which kind of blows my mind just a little bit. But mm-hmm. the way that team is kind of structured now with Deshaun being out for 11 games, they are going to ground and pound yep. like starting the season. They're not going to let Brissett actually air it out. So I am all in on Chubb. Like you said, I think he is the second best runner of the football um, in the NFL after Derrick Henry. So yeah. I'm a big Nick Chubb guy. I wish that he was utilized and just given more of a workload. But, I mean, at the same time, because he has some of those, like, carries taken away, he's going to stay healthy. Um, and so I'm, I'm a big Nick Chubb guy. But still barely doesn't make it into the S tier, which we have for three guys. And, man, these are in order, in my opinion. I think we've already got them in order. I don't know how yeah, you feel. I think they're but, in order. All right, sweet. Number three, then. Let's break it down. Number three, Jonathan Taylor. Unbelievable last year. Um, unbelievable since he came into the league. Unbelievable at Wisconsin. Just your all-around guy. Yes, he's running behind the best offensive line in football, but 
he does stuff once he gets past the offensive line and into the secondary that blows me away. Um, there's just nothing bad I can say about this guy. There's really nothing. Yeah, he exploded, man. Like him at Wisconsin is still one of my favorite college players in recent memory. Um, I've always been a big John, Jonathan Taylor guy, but did not expect him to do what he did this year. He was one of those guys where, like, they literally knew, again, Carson Wentz was their quarterback. So they knew, you stop the run, you you can beat them. Like, they're not going to do anything. And they still could not stop Jonathan Taylor. He's got underrated hands. He, again, I mean, he's probably number three as far yeah. as pure runners. Um, and so, yeah, I'm obviously all in on JT. He's super young. I don't see any reason why he can't do the same things he did last year. Some people, I mean, are putting him at number one. Um, In my opinion, for this year, I think you can't keep these next two under him. But I would not be surprised if he finishes as the RB1 again. I'm with you, for sure, with you there. So for the top two, um, I just want to say, I've made some comments in the last few episodes about – uh, more like, uh, you know, age-challenged, advanced-aged players like Travis Kelsey and Tom Brady about them falling off. And so some people might say that I hate old people. And so I'm going to defend myself with this next one. But I think at number two, you have to have Derrick Henry at two. Yeah. The lowest you can have Derrick Henry is a three, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He last year was on pace for well over 2,000 yards. They were actually utilizing him in the in the passing game, and after trading AJ Brown, they're going to have to do that this year. If he if he would have been healthy, he would have had one of the best running back seasons of all time ever. Period. If not the best, Easily. who knows what could he could have done? The best. He was doing things that are absolutely just bro. That that Seattle game of, was unbelievable. One of the best games I've ever seen from a running back. And it was like all fourth quarter. He just started going insane. If he is healthy, he is the number one. Yes. Him or the next guy, you know, that's what we've got him at two. But you know, I think he's still the number two. The best pure runner that I've probably ever seen in the NFL. It's ridiculous. Absolute threat at every level. Because nobody talks about his speed, but you remember that 80 yard run against Buffalo? He could fly. Where the corner had the freaking angle on him. He was just, it looked like he was jogging. It was unbelievable. He's absolutely unreal. Uh, physical specimen. I don't remember ever seeing a guy like Derrick Henry. Mm. So if we get Henry at two, who do we have at number one, Sire? We got CMC. And hate all you want, he's the best player in the NFL when he's healthy. Period. Period. We're not going to use injuries in these rankings. I don't, I've said this multiple times on this podcast. I don't believe in injury prone. I think a lot of times we have guys that have freak accidents and then we try to just write them off like they're going to have injuries at all times. CMC has been mismanaged in Carolina because they have not known what to do with their players. But he's been injured the last few seasons. I think they're going to try to manage his workload a little better. But he's the type of guy that, man, like fantasy-wise, he can score 20 points without scoring a touchdown. Yep. So few guys can do that. He is the best receiver of running backs. He's one of the best receivers in the NFL, but he's just playing running back. And he can still get it done between the tackles. Monster athlete. Again, if he is healthy, he is the best NFL player. Period. End of sentence. In my opinion. And so we've got to have him at number one on this list. Yeah, love it. And we even debated before the episode started just having CMC and Henry as the the S-tier guys. I think after what JT did last year, we've got to group them with those guys. And you got to think JT – like you said, what he did last year, and that with that offensive line, like you can't not put him in S tier. Yes, but at the same time, if CMC or Derrick Henry were healthy all year, JT would not have been the running back one. No, and so that's why they're here. We're 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 judging these guys, pretending that injury could not happen, but CMC, Henry, JT. You know what? Let's just quickly. I'm going to run down the names just so we can. Do a little recap, and then I got a quick question for you before you end the podcast. Mm-hmm. But going from bottom to top, Antonio Gibson, Tyler Algier, James Robinson, and F, Melvin Gordon, James Cook, Cordero Patterson, Brian Robinson, Miles Sanders, Harris Stevenson, Michael Carter, Josh Jacobs, CEH, and D, 
J.K. Dobbins, Devin Singletary, Chase Edmonds, Travis Etienne, Tony Pollard, David Montgomery, Damian Pierce, Rams running backs, Penny, Walker, Fournette, Brees Hall, rounding out. Elijah Mitchell and Kareem Hunt as well. Oh, I had the sheet too small. It's okay. Hey, it's okay. I got you. you. Thank you. B-tier, James Conner, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift, Zeke, Mixon, Alvin Kamara. A-tier, Saquon, Javante, Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb. And then S-tier, Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, CMC as our number one. Love it. Sawyer, out of all these guys – who do you think has the best potential to jump in tears? Putting you on the spot. Travis Etienne. Okay. I mean, I was going to say Javante, but he'd have to jump to S tier, and he's not there yet. But I think Travis Etienne to B tier is very, very likely. All right. Clip it. Clip it. What about you? Jumping. For me, it's Brees. Um, mm-hmm. I think Brees Hall next year is going to be looked at as a top five running back. Okay. I'm going to hold to that. That's my high Clip take. that. Clip that and let's end the episode on it. Anything else you want to say before we close this? Not a thing, man. Man, we're ready for football season. Um, thank you for listening. We will come back next week with the wide receiver tiers to round up the series. And then before you know it, football is going to be back. We're going to be breaking down episodes. Man, we are talking a lot about just what this season is going to look like as far as the podcast. We've got a lot of good content content uh, to put out for you guys. We appreciate you listening. Follow us on socials. Leave a review. And if there's anything you want to hear us talk about, let us know. But with that, thank you for listening. We will talk to you next week. 